Blog Talk Radio. Waiting, waiting, waiting. 
Well, um, <laughs> I mean, that's so interesting because here you've got um, – You've got a situation where you haven't seen our trailer yet, and we've already submitted <laughs> the network's got the trailer, and you haven't even seen it. But I guess that's life. You're going to have to go I with the flow. I trust your judgment. I mean, you told me that I look good, that my pictures look good. <laughs> but what else could I be looking at? The technical part of it? I wouldn't know good tech from bad tech. Uh, you know, I, I don't have that ability, so... What good would I do? I can tell if you look good, I look good, the uh, sky look good. Uh, we we have a great uh, description of what we do from the way we were speaking, so I'll see it eventually. I'll see it when it's complete and done in its final version. Well, and it's one day in we'll that put version. The and show what went into it. That'll be oh, the real fun God. You know, we were talking about that today, to do, you know, like a, a DVD with just our outtakes. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> that would be better than the actual uh, trailer because it shows all the bloopers. Oh, God. Um, I think mine would need about three DVDs just <laughs> for my part alone. Um, so and mine. then I ran out of time. It was like <laughs> there was no more time for me to do any more retakes, so we had to pick from what we had. So, um but you know, it was it was a very it was a fun you know a um, different and new and exciting and fun situation. So, I overall I'm very very proud of of our work and what we've done. I think that we've done a great great job. So, um, I'm oh yeah, excited it's going to be an about, interesting show. Yeah. Oh, I without a doubt, it's going to be an interesting show. Um, and we we can't yet quite talk about it, but I mean everyone will see on on Sunday, and then we'll be able to talk about it more next week. But um, there, basically, for each show we go to different locations, so that's exciting. And the first location that we're actually going with, um, we've got something bigger and better that we can't talk about again. Um, yeah, it's going to be a paranormal type show. I think we can yes. say that much. Yes, yeah. we can. Um, and one thing, another thing that we can say is that it's a bit different than um, than what a lot of the the existing shows are like out there. You In know, it's a, a whole different slant than than anything else. Oh, I see what happened for me. My whole network is down. I'm lucky I have phone service right now, so Ooh. I'm not I'm not even going to be able to get on the switchboard tonight. So you guys will have to tell me what's going on, which means oh. I have absolutely no script at all now. I'm really Am I on? <laughs> is, is Rachel on? Yes. Yeah, everybody's yes. on. We're Julie okay. Julie and Frank? Yep. I am on. I'm I'm okay, I hadn't heard your voice. And we do have some uh, some interesting uh, listener letters later on in the uh, in the show. Oh, good. Oh, Mailbag questions never fail. Whole lot oh, of them this week. We do, really? Yes, we do. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I didn't know about them. That's wonderful. Um, all right. So, so is there anything else we want to talk about regarding the show? Where can they find it? Um, they could find. Well, I on each one of our websites, we're going to be releasing information before the weekend. Um, we can, um, I don't know. Can we do it yet? I don't really know if we can until until Sunday. I don't really know what we're allowed to do or not allowed to do. So, 
Um, for right now, just stay tuned. <laughs> just check out drgenetv.net and, and ladyfontaine.com and check our Facebook pages and you'll find out everything that you need to know. Um, but save a, a block of time between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. on Sunday evening, October 31st, so you can see and hear and watch our our our, uh, our trailer and learn more about our upcoming show because we are going to have a weekly series. And next so, Tuesday we'll be able to talk all about it. Yeah, so we will. It'll be a much we different will. conversation. It will be a lot less cryptic <laughs> next Tuesday. <laughs> it's like the ladies on the view, they always have self-criticism sessions after the view. That's why it's so good. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I thought today was going to be because I sent out a sneak preview for everybody, but nobody was able either had the time or was able to look at it. So, Frank, did you see any version yet? Uh, I, I no, I did not get a chance. <laughs> he figured he was going to try to say yes, but he was afraid probably that we kept him a lie somewhere. So. It was safer to tell the truth. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, well, it sounds like everyone's going to have to wait till October 31st then. Right. And uh, do we happen to have um, any caller on that particularly wants to speak to me up front? Rachel knows about this. Oh, we're having technical difficulties, and the call dropped. As soon as the special caller calls back, I will I will put them on. Okay, and just okay. let me know that they're on because before I leave this topic, um, there is somebody who's going to be calling in that we can talk about regarding this the, the topic of the show. In the meantime, phone lines are open, so please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. They're here to answer all your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. That equates to getting a free reading. So don't miss this incredible opportunity. Send us your questions now. If you don't want your real name used on the air, please let Lady Fontaine know, but in order for your question answered, you will need to provide us with real names, some background, and a specific question. We will honor your request for anonymity. Tonight, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be taking your call, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. Lady Fontaine, do you want me to play Sky McKenna's report now, or do you want to wait until after you speak to this special caller? Um, I assume he's not on the the phone yet. If he isn't, then we can go into the Skywatch report, which I have not heard. You can't hear me, can you? Oh, oh. you sorry? Oh, you can. Sorry, I didn't realize I was actually on yet. Yes, you are on the air. Um, this oh, is our special guest. Um, this, let me tell you about Corey. Corey is somebody <laughs> that um, when I was looking for a co-host, um, what, about a year ago, um, he was somebody that I considered for the job. Um, but for whatever reason, oh, my computer is dying here. For whatever reason, um, it did not work out. But we had a situation this past weekend where the person who was working on doing um, the film editing for um, our our trailer, um, what's in, what's how could I word this, was not able to complete it. So um, Corey jumped in. I mean, I haven't spoken to him for a year. And I reached out to him remembering that he had said to me something about film editing. And I reached out to him, and within like a half an hour, he was, you know, in the process of 
rebuilding things and making everything work for us. So I asked him to dial in to call in today because I wanted to thank him publicly for um, doing such an incredible job. Aww. Um, you know, in helping us out. He's literally been working around the clock from Saturday through today in helping us get this trailer completed. So, again, yeah, I Yeah, thank you, Corey. It's oh, of course. Day for thank you. Of course. I mean, well, it's really been a did. lot of fun. I mean, it's, and it's he did such, fun. But you did such an incredible job with it. I mean, you really took it and tightened it up and did beautiful transitions and and beautiful opening and closing credits. And, I mean, you really took it like the raw product and made it really beautiful. It's something that I'm really, really proud of. So, again, we just wanted to say thank you. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you do because Corey is um, very spiritual and he's, uh, without a doubt, on a healing path. And another day we're going to have him back on as a guest um, where he'll talk a little bit about some of the really phenomenal healing modalities that he's involved with. But you want to give us like a quick overview as far as, you know, who you are and what you do? Sure. Well, um, first of all, I started my awakening when I was, uh, well, I want to say when I was 18, um, but I think that's when I really started to notice it, notice it. I was raised Tibetan Buddhist, so I was kind of raised in, you know, in a household with ideas of, you know, of transcendental meditation and, and, and all of that. Um, but it wasn't until I was with a, we had a family therapist who followed the works of Dr. William Glasser, who wrote Choice Theory, and uh, basic idea is, you know, there's no extrinsic motivation, um, which I had raised a question about in a psych class in high school, and the teacher had sort of said, no, um, well, no, and didn't quite know how to answer me, when I sort of logically deduced that nobody can actually make us do anything um, you know, he was describing extrinsic and motivation. Oh, when someone else makes us an intrinsic, we make it and we do it ourselves. And I thought, well, no, actually, we're always making choices. But it wasn't until I really started reading Glasser's work um, that I really started to open up to the idea that, first of all, I'm a lot more in control here of what's going on. And if I've been in control this entire time, it's been like waking up and realizing you've been driving your car, but you've been sort of driving it blind and, oh, my God, what have I been doing? And um, and so it, it kind of went from there, and I ended up going into philosophy as my master, uh, master as my bachelor's, as my major. And um, during my college years, I started studying a modality of healing called Body Talk, uh, which was started in New Zealand and Australia about 10 years ago, I want to say. Uh, it was started by Dr. John Veltheim and... Uh, by Tracy, I forget her last name, and uh, that kind of came out of applied kinesiology and a bunch of other modalities, and I studied that um, around when I had a thyroid nodule develop, uh, non-cancerous and all that, but a bunch of doctors could tell me that it was there and the size of it, and I'm like, yes, I can feel that, I know, Um, why is it there, and I had a thyroid specialist look at me and kind of say blankly, well, we don't know that. And I walked out and said, okay, we're done with that. And um, ended up going into a body talker and had them help me. And it was that body talker who said, you know, you should study this. And so I went in and started studying it and learned how to do it and started using it. And from that, um, took more modalities of that and started learning, kept reading spiritual things. I was reading things 
by Ramtha and um, you know, and watching what the bleep do we know and waking life and and uh, oh God, I think I read uh, Eckhart Tolle at one point back there and and Pema Chodron and and I uh, had a big a big effect from reading Dan Millman's Peaceful Warrior when I was about 19 and that changed a lot. Um, and I read that shoot through that book in about two days. Um, and it's just been this kind of wild ride down the rabbit hole ever since. I was recently volunteering for about well, the summer at a place called Omega Institute, which some of the listeners may know. Um, many of you may have been there. Um, if you're listening to this show, I'm sure at least one of you knows what I'm talking about. And um, so basically it's an institute for holistic studies, and, and there's seminars, and we had payment children come in, and John of God, and uh, Women in Power conference and the yoga conference and uh, Dan Millman was there Neil Donald Walsh another one a conversation with God uh, he was there in previous years um, they've had keynote speakers um, ranging from um, you know Arlo Guthrie uh, to oh I'm person names are escaping me uh, Jane Goodall gave a talk uh, at one point um, you know at this recent Women in Power conference uh, Ani DeFranco came and played and was talking. I mean, she just just like the who's who of the spiritual New Age world um, comes through this place. Uh, so that was an amazing experience. Um, and then grew up in the film and growing up in the film industry with two parents as makeup artists. I've lunch in films, so video editing, uh, videography, and that sort of thing. But I really see video as another tool in the tool basket. Um, uh, just entered that in, so hence, you know, working with this for this project. And um, then recently at Omega, I got Reiki, uh, Master Level Reiki certification, uh, as well as uh, a modality that one of the people there, actually my Reiki teacher there, developed called Magical Awakening, which is an offshoot of Vortex Healing. Uh, and so I've got a fourth level certification in that, and plus a whole host of kind of small little tools thrown in around the edges. Um, so really, I mean, I've just been doing the philosophy, healing. It's all been coming together. I have a philosophy blog now, um, coreyphilosophy.blogspot.com, and recently had a wonderful experience of a of a atheist who was raised Jewish having an argument with a fundamentalist Christian on my Facebook page, when I res- when I said everything is divine, and I I just kept seeing the emails back and forth of them, just completely going at it, and it was it was absolutely beautiful, um, and I'm actually hoping that I'll get more of that sort of um, about ready to throw a chair philosophy arguments um, on the blog. So you know definitely check that out and feel free to put you know full opinions. Um, I guess I guess that's all I can say really. I, I, I'm not I'm not big on I'm not highly uh experienced at talking about myself. It's it's weird. Um at least in this sort of what's your bio way. Um well, I guess that's it. But you've done a great job and even um I I asked him to provide me for a bio and he did a great job and he said it was the first Corey, you know, you said it was the first one that you print. <laughs> But he did, you did great. You really, really did great. 
Um, and I know there's a lot that you mentioned that we definitely want to talk to you about. So we're definitely going to schedule to have you back here so you could talk to us a little bit about some of the healing stuff that you do. But one thing that I have to say, and this is what really jumped out at me when, when we first talked um, a year ago or so, you know, about the co-host spot, is that when I first read your email to me um, regarding the co-hosting spot and you were telling me about yourself, there was so much that resonated within me, like I was seeing a version of myself in you. Um, and even when you were talking about things today, the same, I, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, wow, that's like, just like, I remember the same thing with me. Oh, my God. You know, so we're really aligned well, in a lot moment. of ways. So, um, you know, without a doubt, I would love to have you back again. I, you know, I thank you so much for all your help here. I know you're... Um, looking for some gigs right now. Are you looking for things in the film industry, or are you looking for real-life, um, you know, earn-some-living kind of money? Well, I'm looking for for, for earn-some-living kind of money. I mean, it's, it's possible to earn a consistent living in freelance. I mean, I, I grew up with two parents who continue to do that. Um, it's, uh, you know, so starting out there. But as I said in the bio that I sent you, really I'm a healer first, um, which – has put a slight complication in my job search because you know, I guess we'll say, oh, you don't really seem like, you know, you're not really focused or grounded. And I'm like, it's true. I'm ha I don't really feel this this huge desire of, oh, I want to be successful and wealthy and be, you know, a top uh, DP, you know, in film, director of photography in film. I don't like I'm like, what I want to do um, is be of service and help people and heal people. And um, I would like to just you know, and, and have work that allows me to do that. And at the same time, um, you know, gives me, well, I would say gives me a, a living, but in our society that, you know, you get the money and then you buy the living, um, give me the money to, to have, a, uh, to live. I, I think, you know, it's, it, I really, people say, you know, how much do you charge? I had to actually talk to people in the industry and, and kind of, uh, you know, well, what's a good rate to you to establish your rate? Because I don't know. It's like, what's your work worth? I'm like, I don't know. What's it, what's it worth to you? Um, I mean, I guess money was developed because, you know, they were having trouble in the old days of barter figuring out how many chickens, you know, an apple's worth. But I don't know, really. It's, it's, I guess what I'm looking for is just to keep going. And, and the projects that I've, the post project here was fantastic and it was good to get more practice. And heading back to New Zealand soon and hopefully do some work out there. Um, I'd like to be um, full-time with the production company or with a company, um, you know, a bit of security, um, you know, so I know every day that whether, you know, whether I'm going into the office to do video editing or we're going out to do a shoot at 6 o'clock in the morning somewhere, um, you know, kind of have a team that I regularly work with, um, that would be great. Um, at the same time, you know, the work keeps going. Uh, I'm possibly going to India to film um, a project for a Tibetan Buddhist Dharma Center. Actually, I'm in Toronto now because we just saw the Dalai Lama speak here um, and possibly do some teaching to teach Tibetan refugees basic filmmaking skills so they can start to, you know, document themselves and tell their own stories. Um, yeah, I, I, I tend to ramble a bit. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. I mean, it's very, very interesting, it, without a doubt, and obviously you're... you're tying in a lot of the things that, you know, are at the core of who you are into what you're trying to do, um, you know, in, in, in service to others. But, I mean, have you thought of just, um, as a side thing at least, just, you know, setting up, 
you know, a website or, uh, you know, something like that to let people know that you do have um, these healing abilities and that you would be willing to work with people. I guess your blog, in a way, could, could sort of work like that. But, it, you know, it really feels and sounds to me that um, the healing is truly a, a big part of who you are. And truly, if you're meant to heal and you are healing, you're going to draw the right people to you at the right time. Um, but you kind of have to let people know that you're out there and that you're doing it. It's true. I mean, I, marketing has always been – marketing was something that was a bit tricky for me. I guess it's some of the issues that I'm working on on myself. Um, you know, this idea of self-marketing, I yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd probably the kind of person who would I'd probably just hire someone – and say, here, can you handle this stuff for me? Um, you know, I like to just kind of come in, and, and I'd love to have an assistant or a secretary and come in and have someone say, all right, and uh, you got this appointment here, this appointment here, and uh, you fly here, here's your ticket, here, have fun. Um, you know, I, I earlier on in my healing, whenever I would try to charge money for my healing, I would find that I wouldn't do healing for a while. Um, and I sort of figured out that, that it seemed to be that my path was simply to do the work, to do the healing, and to focus on that and kind of know that the pay and all of that will happen and will come on its own. Um, and just to know, you know, that I'm always supported, that there's always, I have everything, I always have everything that I need, um, and to keep going. And, and, you know, and recently, yeah, you know, there's been times when it's okay and it's okay and what's your right and okay and here it is. Um, in terms of, of marketing for that, that's kind of why I'd rather find myself in a more permanent position with a company or with the person that I'm working for so that all I, so I just have to know that I, every day I come into work, um, you know, and I go in and here's where I go. And so I can focus on the work itself rather than always focusing on how do we make this, how do I make this pay? I know marketing is a part important to get myself but out you, there. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's oh, Dr. Jean, but wouldn't you work for someone else? I mean, most of the people that just want to do hands-on work for someone with an already established uh, healing institute, let's say. Like, I run a practice now, and yeah. I have people working for me. I, I like doing the administrative and the part of the marketing, which I didn't like so much when I was younger, but... If you only want to do hands-on, why not line up with somebody and, and work for them, and then you would get some guaranteed compensation? Yes, actually, that's actually pretty much what I'm looking for, both uh, in healing um, and also in, in film and video. I mean, I, I, in a way, the, the model so far, and that may change, has been the, um, well, film is the bread and butter, film is the living, is the secular living kind of, you know, I guess to say my ego is a, a you know, is a cameraman and an editor and my spirit's a healer and, you know, um, if that makes any sense. Um, so the it's, it's actually a novel idea to actually thought of making a living as a healer. Um, you know, I've done a lot of free healing just because someone needed to be healed and or needed help. I guess we say now in healing more, as you know, um, you try to use the term, you know, helping helping people transform, um, or help them through the trans transformation, especially coming up on twenty twelve. I'm going to help people work through whatever they they need to work through, as the people are sort of nudged a little bit 
firm, more firmly rather, by the universe to evolve. Um, it, it, it's, yeah, I, I actually am looking for that and would definitely love to find um, a healer or someone who has an established practice and to come on board and this is what I do. And also that way when you have a building or a, an office of healers that do different things, one client can be bounced around within the office so they can get a full peeling package. I'd love to know that two doors down is an acupuncturist and there's a there's a you know someone who does applied kinesiology over there and someone else who does you know cranial sacral and that that to me is fantastic as well to have that kind of network and to have that those facilities. And not only that, but just to be working in an environment like that, you know, with you know sort of like like-minded people would be a tremendous opportunity. But my best advice to you, this isn't psychic, this is just logical, is to put that out to the universe. Um, so you would be able to draw it in, um, you know, from a film um, or a production company standpoint. Um, we have set up our own production company, so I'm hoping down the road that we do have the opportunity to work with you again. Um, because, again, it's been an absolute delight and pleasure. And we wish you a lot of luck. Keep in touch. Um, oh, definitely. Obviously, obviously, I would like to have you back so we can ask you some you know, specific questions about, you know, some of the healing stuff that you're doing. But I, the one thing I want to say to you is that, you know, I always was a healer when I was younger, and I chose um, to focus my attention working on animals because I have such a love for animals. And I never charged. I never took anything. I was always even hesitant to take donations when people um, wanted donations, you know, wanted to give me a donation. Um, I I just never, I was making a lot of money in what I was doing, and I had a gift, and I didn't feel that I needed to do it, to take anybody's money, because, I mean, that that to me just didn't align with, with me, but that wasn't right. what I was doing for a living. So basically what I'm saying is you now just healing people and not charging for it, I again, that's another thing that you and I align with, but I feel you're going to find that way in, and I feel in the very near future where you're going to be able to have the income coming in, be it if it's in film or be it if it's in something in the health industry, um, where you're going to be able to subsidize and, and live in a in a nice way so that you don't have then, – then you could do what you want to do with healing. I mean, you know, yes. I mean, you may to be in a healing office, um, but my gut feeling is you're still going to continue to heal and do what you need to do because that's what a healer does. And, you know, people yes. who charge $500 or $1,000 or a $1 million to walk into your their office to get healed, to me, isn't truly a healer. No, and, that, and that's exactly right. I mean, that's, that's it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't align with me to charge for healing. Um, although someone did frame, frame it for me really well recently, and they said, you're not charging them for the healing. You're charging them for your time. And that, that sort of helped a bit, the idea that you're, right. you're, what they're paying you for is for your physical incarnation, which requires a form of money or something to keep itself alive and living somewhere and eating and all that. And so really what they're doing is they're paying. It's sort of like they're renting your body with you driving it. Um, kind of like as a cameraman, I will... When I, if I do a, a camera job and I'm using my own camera, I bill them for my time, plus additionally I bill the person for the rental of that camera that I'm bringing. Even though I own it, I'm renting it out to them. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that definitely resonates. And it, it's why, at first, I'm more comfortable even working in an AV firm. I'm going to go look up a couple of old jobs in New Zealand and see if I can get some old jobs that I really enjoyed and see if I can get them back 
um, you know, kind of had young ignorance and sort of quit jobs that maybe quite shouldn't have quit. Um, and my sister was very nice and said, you know, you, we, uh, we'll go take a road trip together and we'll go together and you should go talk to those people again. Um, but, yeah, no, that, that definitely is right. I definitely am looking forward to, to keeping to heal and to heal when someone needs healing and just to do it because right. I'm there and that's what needs to be done. Right, and I know you're going to make the right choices and you're going to do the right things, whatever that is, but I... Um, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that we were able to have this opportunity to chat a little bit on the air and, again, that everybody knows your your incredible film editor, your incredible um, film director. I mean, there's a lot that you do with, um, you know, in the film industry that, that would be of tremendous value to somebody as well as, you know, all the healing modalities that you have. So, you know, maybe someone's listening, and if they are, you can uh, – is there any contact information? Well, your your blog. Could you give your blog address again? Yeah, I'll, I'll give the blog address. Actually, to be honest, I'm I'm one of these people. I would like to have all my information on a billboard, so I don't have to tell people. Um, yeah, the blog is uh, no www. Just http colon slash slash, and it's Corey Philosophy, uh, C O R Y Philosophy dot blogspot dot com, and. Um, Corey Sorzotti, last name is S A R Z O T T I. Um, Corey Sorzotti at Gmail or find me on Facebook. Um, the blog's there. You can post on the blog. Um, I might be starting a video blog soon, and I'm looking for anybody who has any questions, concerns, any kind of thing that they're working through in their life and they'd like some maybe advice, may not advice, more thoughts on, um, kind of prompts, um, so I can use those as prompts. I find that I work better in, in verbal philosophy working off prompts. So if anyone wants to post those up on the blog, um, that'd be fantastic. Or to give your thoughts, your comments, um, definitely would love to get some nice arguments going. Um, and, yeah, you know, I uh, I shoot, edit. Um, I have a camera now, and I can edit lightly. Um, and then I have a computer that can edit, but it's a bit like towing a trailer with a station wagon. It works, but it chugs a bit. Um yeah, that was the experience but here. The, I was, but, it got, but it got the job done. At least it got not. the job done. It did get the job done, and it managed to pull off the HD as well, which I was really pleased with. Um, so anyway, uh, but yes, yeah, so if anyone's looking for a Final Cut editor or a cameraman um, or healing um, as well, you know, it's all the same healing things, anything doctors look at and go, uh, we don't know what to do. Um, so, but yeah, definitely. And... and you're not going to be in Deep Park, though, on November 15th, right? You said you're going to be in Hawaii or somewhere I'm going to be in Hawaii. On November 15th, I'll be in Hawaii. Um, yeah, November 15th, I'll be in Hawaii. And then I'm coming back on the 22nd. And then I'll be leaving around the 28th for New Zealand. All right. Well, we are probably going to be our first um, filming on-site filming location is November 15th. But if you're in the city... Um, that week, um, just make sure you touch base with me because we're probably going to be doing something on location in Manhattan. So maybe you can, uh, you know, if, uh, do something like being a videographer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if, definitely. I'm, if, I'm if I'm around. around. And also, and you know, we can definitely, we can definitely editing. editing. Wherever I am, I'm accessible via the Internet. Wow. I wow. have such I an echo. anybody hear the echo? Yes. And if I drop I off, drop I don't off, have. I don't have I, this is I, tough. This is tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
If I drop off, I don't have my phone number to dial back in because I have about the network and I'm not on the network. Um, listen, I'm going to stop off for about five minutes. Can you play the, um, you play the Skywatch report? Corey, I'll pop up mine. We'll have you back another day. And again, thank you so much. Um, thank you, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. Done. All right, no problem. No problem. All right, I'll All right. talk to you soon. I've got to drop off. I can't take this echo. Hello, everybody. This is Guy McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week. And if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week from the archives, or you can go to my website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind in our back. We're still holding on to our hat. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this then is for the week beginning, Friday, October 24, 2010. Well, we've got lots of energy and enthusiasm coming our way this week. And even though the sun and Mercury are now in Scorpio, Fiery Mars is a main player as he moves into exuberant Sagittarius. So, get your high gear pieces ready for some action. This is really a week of true opportunity. And while the coming month's action will certainly be about delving beneath the surface appearances of just about everything, that very active Mars energy is going to keep us moving along and not allow us time to settle in those watery depths of emotion for very long. And Stop the report Stop the before report the echo. I'm going to try one more time. Hello, everybody. Is this guy in the chat? Nope. 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 We're experiencing technical difficulties right now. If you will continue to listen, Lady Fontaine will be right back to take your calls. Rachel, there was no echo when you just spoke. Oh, well, then we're fixed. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Frank, will you say something, please? Frank, are you there? Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes. I wanted uh, to make sure there was no echo, but by saying hello, 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 we're getting confused. <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually just got kicked off of the uh, switchboard, unfortunately. I just got back in, and the switchboard seems to be working. How yes, do you guys sound hear me? great. Okay, I'm going to play right. the Skywatch report one more time. Let's see if this works. All right. Let's see what the right. future has in store. Hello, everybody. This is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week. And if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. 
You can also read the energy report on my blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this, then, is for the week beginning Sunday, October 24th, 2010. Well, we've got lots of energy and enthusiasm coming our way this week. And even though the Sun and Mercury are now in Scorpio, Fiery Mars is a main player as he moves into exuberant Sagittarius. So get your high-heeled sneakers ready for some action. This is really a week of true opportunity. And while the coming month's action will certainly be about delving beneath the surface appearances of just about everything, that very active Mars energy is going to keep us moving along and not allow us time to settle in those watery depths of emotions for very long. And at the end of this week's Skywatch, I talk about just how and where this new Mars energy will affect each sign. So the week starts off on Sunday, October 24th, with Mars forming an exciting flowing connection with Uranus. And we should be prepared for some very high energy. Look for spontaneous and unexpected actions and or events to unfold in or around us. And we should also be prepared to funnel all this energy in original and daring directions. And also, if there's something or someone that's been keeping us feeling like we're just in a rut, we might even find ourselves fairly bursting with courage to make changes that will make us come alive. This is also a great time to launch almost anything. So, do launch. And then on Monday, October 25th, Mercury will come together in a conjunction with retrograde Venus. And we may find ourselves feeling more social now and wanting to seek out harmonious communications of all kinds. Or those communications may seek us out, so do be prepared. If we have deals to maneuver or agreements to be made, this could be the absolute ideal time. Balance between all parties concerned will be there, and communications can flow easily and gracefully now. We'll need to be careful not to let this moment slip away if we've been wanting or needing a meeting of the minds. This is also a wonderful day for artists, writers, and any other type of creatives, so grab on with both hands. Then Tuesday, October 26th, the Sun will form a supportive sextile aspect to Pluto. This is about opportunity. And we can also find fog lifting and know exactly where we're going now. And we can find within us a deep, powerful determination to be able to get exactly to that place or that desire. The one caveat worth mentioning here would be that we'll want to be sure we don't steamroll over our competition. Really, it won't be necessary. We just need to use quiet self-confidence, and if we know that we can look beneath the surface of situations, we'll have the upper hand without ever showing it. And then late Wednesday, October 27th, Mars fairly explodes into adventurous Sagittarius. This is where he'll be staying until around December 7th, and just watch the energy soar. Mars is going to be giving us courage to go for those big Sagittarian dreams we all have, and optimism will be the name of the game now. We'll be looking for freedom too, though, and we won't be afraid to take risks. On the downside, I guess this could be too big, too fast, or just plain too much, but potentially a lot of fun. We'll also want to travel, literally or figuratively now, on outward or inward journeys, and we won't be afraid to step up to the plate to lead others or reach for those long-held dreams. This is the time to go after exactly what we want and tuck that spirit of adventure into our back pockets. And on Thursday, October 28th, retrograde Venus will connect with the sun, and a new beginning is birthed. This moment is like a seed planted that will finally sprout after Venus returns to direct motion on November 18th. And this new beginning could relate to love, money, art, and or beauty in our lives. This is a beautiful moment to connect with the seedling of what we desire to have unfold for us and then be patient and expectant as we await its birth in November. This can also be a time when we finally see clearly who or what is or is not mutually beneficial in our lives. But wait to take action until Venus turns direct after November 18th. 
Now this week, I do want to talk about how and where each sign may experience the energy of pioneering Mars moving into adventurous Sagittarius. And as always, this will apply to your sun sign and rising ascendant sign if you know it. Aries, look for extreme, enthusiastic, personal, and spiritual growth to expand your horizons in ways you never expected over these next few weeks. You may also do some actual traveling to exciting, mind-expanding destinations, so pack your bags. Taurus, shared resources are up for expansion for the next six weeks or so for you. Someone close to you may get a raise that benefits you in some way, and you may also experience some awakening and expanded psychic events. Gemini, get ready for your partnerships, intimate or business, to get very active and very exciting from now through early December. This can also bring new passions into your partnerships or new partnerships into your passions. Cancer, your health and daily life and routine is about to get amped up, and the action on the job front is going to increase too. Plus, you're going to have more physical energy than you almost know what to do with, so use it. Leo, your love life, fun, and pleasure is going to sizzle. Look for new passion in an existing relationship or a new sizzling relationship to arrive. The focus will be on action, entertainment, and just plain old fun for the next several weeks. Virgo, big action is here for you on the home front and in your family life. So expect lots of activity and expansion. You may also finally see success that you've been building toward in many areas of your life. Libra, expect fiery, enthusiastic communications of all kinds now and for the next few weeks. You may also have the opportunity to do some exciting travel, maybe to local hotspots that open your mind and expand your world. Don't hold back. Scorpio, your finances and income could fairly sizzle now, and exciting, expensive new opportunities could arrive almost out of the blue. Don't be afraid to take that leap of faith and allow yourself to be bold and just go for it. Sagittarius, well, dear Saggy, this is your time for excitement and the time for you to be exciting and exhilarating. Use the abundant energy within and around you to be thrilled and be thrilling. Capricorn, things behind the scenes may be expanding in some way. For sure, you have a direct pipeline to spirit. Your inner world can and will expand in stunning ways over these next few weeks, and your intuition is getting ready to flourish. Aquarius, get ready to get active with your friends and also for the expansion of your hopes and wishes. Open your heart wide and let this energy flow to open exciting, energetic new doors. Pisces, your career path may move in an exciting new direction now. Doors can open and light can shine brightly for you in your professional pursuits. Think big and think outside the box. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the energy report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving. You always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. Sky McKenna, and as always, what an amazing report. To learn more about Sky, please visit our website at skymckenna.com. That's S-K-Y-E-M-A-C-K-E-N-N-A.com. Or check out my show page here on Blog Talk Radio. There's a link that takes you directly to our website. You can also listen to Sky, Sky live on the air on Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Achieve Radio. That's AchieveRadio.com. Tell Sky you heard about her here.
All right, it's now time for the mailbag questions of the week. We have a couple of letters here. You guys ready? Oh, yes. Oh, can't wait. All right, this first one starts. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean, I've been going out with my boyfriend for three years and four months and have been living with him since January this year. Things were going great, and then we started arguing about stupid little things. We talked about it and came to an agreement that we would both change a bit for each other. Again, things were going great, and another stupid argument, and then I went away for a week to spend time with my family. I came back again, and we talked, and again, things were great for about four days. And then he went all weird, going out every night, not touching me. And when I went near him, I sensed him tensing up, and the conversation between us was strained. I confronted him about this, and he said he didn't know if he loved me anymore, or if I was the one he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. I suggested he move to his parents until he could figure out what he wants. But he's still in the house, expecting cuddles and normal conversation. Basically, it's like we're just housemates sharing a bed. I've tried to distance myself a bit, but I love him too much and I'm totally confused. I don't know what to do and what is for the best. I felt like he was really the one, but want to know if this is just something to work through or should I think about moving on? Looking forward to your advice, Laren. Um, is there a first name of the boyfriend? Uh, there is not. It's just Laren is uh, okay. the woman who wrote it. Um, the, the first thing that was jumping out at me with his reaction towards her um, is, I'm trying to think of a gentle way of saying this, um, it feels to me more than just um, he's not sure if he's still in love with her or if it's right for him. I kind of feel um, a sense of him being um, either interested in somebody else or thinking about somebody else from his past. And that's why, for me, it, was, it would have helped dramatically if I had a first name of him to zoom in more with his energy. But from what I'm feeling, um, it kind of feels to me for now they have run their course. It doesn't necessarily mean that they can't be friends, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there, there, couldn't, that there possibly couldn't be something for the future. But for right now, it kind of does feel to me, I'm feeling his attention sort of um, focused in other directions. Um, when I say that, I don't mean just other, other women or, or things of that nature. I feel his focus is in, you know, is, is very strongly to me. It feels in, in career or something. It almost feels like sports or something, career and or something external to, um, to his relationship. But I do feel the way I'm seeing him is him turned away from her. And typically that does mean that um, for now the relationship is at, um, you know, is at a, a, is at a whole their, their, um the best next step is for them both to give each other space and sort of allow things to play out because he's not going to be able to be functional in a relationship until he goes through the things that he needs to go through. And, like, what I'm really feeling very, very strong is somebody from his past really drawing him back in. And I feel that's why he's so turning cold in the relationship. Um, Dr. I'm wondering if he, if, if he had an experience with somebody else or if he somehow feels it's almost like either one of two things that are pretty different. Either he's afraid that he's being disloyal and he can't sleep with two women or think about being in love with two women, so he's 
distancing his his girlfriend or something else that he might feel, I don't know what's on her mind, but he might be getting a sense that she wants to get pregnant or trap him in some way, and he's pulling away in fear that uh, he doesn't want that to happen because he doesn't know if he wants to have a child and spend the rest of his life. Well, I don't doubt that that, um, I would say... That was just the sense I got as to why he would avoid her as far as sexual contact but still cuddle and share the same bed. You know, it's that uh, it's one of those two things that would cause the the sex avoidance. Yeah, and, and I don't doubt that, that that's a piece of it, like an undercurrent, but I still feel his heart um, being entangled with someone else right now. Yeah, So and yeah. to me it more feels like somebody from the past, somebody either that he's thinking about or that he has started to talk to. It doesn't necessarily feel to me that he's seeing somebody else, but I feel an inner conflict going on with him right now. And for right now, it just kind of feels to me the best approach is space on both of your parts. Let him go through whatever he needs to go through and then reevaluate it down the road, which I do feel they're both going to have the opportunity to do because I feel for whatever's pulling him away from her right now, which I feel is somebody from his past, um, is going to be very short-lived. It's not going to take off and go anywhere. Good. Well, we do have we have some more letters. Would you guys like to hear another one? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next letter starts, Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. So this guy I work with has been in my heart for ages. We get paired up a lot. We got paired up in a lot of projects. Sometimes I feel like our boss thinks we're together. Sometimes I feel like we're together. Or we would be if he wasn't totally inappropriate for the job. If it it wasn't totally inappropriate for the job, excuse me. Even though he's dated others who work in our company before. But anyway, what I'm really concerned about is that lately he's been getting edgy. Getting really suspicious of people we work with thinking that accidents aren't accidents and stuff like that. I want to be there for him, but I have no idea what to do. It's almost like I can tell without asking when he's in trouble, but how do I get him out of it? I'm normally so on top of things, but now I have no idea what to do. Please help. And this is from Dana. And again, there's no other name, just the word, just the name Dana. Um, Jean, you go first on this one. Yeah, I I don't know how Dana is going to cure what she's describing as almost a form of paranoia that uh, something is going on in his head, and it's certainly beyond her ability to get him out of it. So I don't think she should put that responsibility on herself. I think she should distance a little bit, and, you know, if there's a way she can bring up the topic of, of suggesting that he get help without insulting him, but if he's a boss and he's coming on to her, it may jeopardize her or turn him against her if he's already turned against other people. And you say he's dated several women in the place and then, you know, relationships have broken down. And, and, you know, who knows, people might be acting out against him because they're hostile or faking an accident in order to get disability or, or get off work, get compensation. You know, people do do those things, but certainly he's got some difficulties in his relationship with other employees, and it, it, it sounds like he has deeper emotional issues, too, and, and I don't think she can cure him, and I think her instincts are right in not dating him. So that's, 
Uh, as far as whether she can suggest help, you know, uh, that depends on other factors. If there's an employee assistance program, you know, how, how friendly she is, how receptive he would be. I don't feel he would be receptive. See, I, I don't think, think so either. Lot, there's a lot in his um, in his background. I mean, it feels to me that he can go for short periods of time and not have the, to me, it almost feels extreme reactions to external stimuli. Um, and and but one one something a little something sort of um, shakes him in any way shape or form. It's sort of like he's got you know 13 eyes looking from every angle, and he's extremely observant. I see him observing everything around him, being very very um, just. There's no other word, but extremely, like, super observant of everybody and everything he's around. He's paranoid and he's vigilant and he's scanning his environment, and when he's right. under stress, his defense of paranoia comes out. You're saying it right. in a nicer way. Right, yes. I mean, and that's basically what I'm feeling, and that's why I asked you to go first, because when I feel emotional things that are, you know, deeper than just, uh, oh, I'm set, uh, upset because, you know, somebody isn't calling or something like that. I always have to sort of weed through the energy and figure out what's going on. But I think that Dr. Jean and I are saying the same thing. Um, you know, he feels to me like uh, like he's fundamentally a nice guy. You know, it just feels to me that he's got stuff coming on, you know, from his past that has sort of um, dramatically affected him. He does feel like he, he's going to harm, you know, her or anybody around him. Um, except himself, in a way. But um, he doesn't seem to me to be, you know, one that I would want my, that I would recommend to my best friend or, you know, um, my sister or somebody, oh, this is an ideal guy for you to date. It's not that he's not a nice guy. It's just that he would be inheriting and, you know, having to deal with a lot of, you know, really, really deep issues here. Um, again, he feels like a nice guy. He just, um, you know, has some stuff going on from his past. And I do not feel he'd, he'd be receptive. I feel he'd be extremely defensive and extremely um, um, closed to, because I don't feel he's, I feel he's big time in denial that he doesn't see that it's him. He sees that it's everyone else. Well, he has 13 eyes to see from. I like that. Well, he does. I'm seeing him, and if she was a caller on the phone, we could talk to her about that because I'm pretty sure she observes that he's always looking around and always checking everything out. I mean, I could see his head moving around. I could see him observing things. Um, you know, it's just who and what he is. And, Don't you know, get sucked into it. Yeah, stay away yeah. from him. Keep a safe distance or you'll get sucked in. You'll get incorporated, as we call it, into his paranoid system. Right, and, and, and you could have to leave your job, so it's not to your advantage. Right, no, it isn't. I mean, you know, like like I think we're both saying, he doesn't feel like he's dangerous. He just doesn't feel like he's an ideal. He's not relationship material. Well, we, have, we do have some more uh, letters, if you guys would like letters, or we can get right to the callers. Um, do we have a lot of callers tonight? Uh Due to the switchboard problems, uh, we did unfortunately lose a lot of callers, so there's not oh, okay. there's not a, an abundance of them. I can read some more right, letters well, if you like. I don't, why don't we take one more letter, and then we'll take the callers, and if there's time, we'll go back to any more mailbag questions. Sure. All right, this next one starts, Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I'm really confused by what my fiancé has been saying lately. We got engaged four months ago, and I have to say, after the first month, and in parentheses, she writes, sort of the yay honeymoon of announcing it. 
the energy felt like it was changing. He talks all the time about our relationship like it was some sort of person all on its own, and talking about it compared to others. Stuff like, I'm so glad we don't sit next to each other at parties. I'd hate to be in a relationship like theirs. They're so joined at the hip. I'm glad you like things like I like. It's so sad how those two have nothing in common. The thing is, I'd like to sit next to him at parties. I like, and I like other things too. And we only do the things he likes. I'm concerned because I don't know if I'm just being needy. He keeps comparing us, and I feel like he's forgetting about me. Every now and then he compares us to a couple and says we should be more like them, how they never fight or they have such a great life together. These are all in quotations, without going into it. Even when I ask, what should I do? I listen to your show on Soulmates, and I really think he must be mine. But is he? And how do I make it work with him? My fiancé's name is Bill. Uh, and this is from Deanna. Okay. Um, you know, I, uh, let me start by saying I do feel, um, <clears throat> from an energy standpoint alone, um, I do feel they have a good connection, and I do feel very genuine feelings on both of their parts. However, um, this is just who he is. You know, I don't feel he's he's going to change dramatically. Um, I feel in a lot of ways she is not being true to herself because it's all about him and us and not at all about her. But but my one of my big questions to her would be, is she letting her her needs be known? And if she isn't, that's something that I highly suggest that she does because it doesn't feel to me that he would be adverse to her. But the one thing I caution is if her being true to herself means that they would then be one of those couples that he truly doesn't like, and some of the, the examples she gave did fit that, then she has to really look at the relationship and how it is serving her. Because a soulmate relationship, um, you know, in, in, in our discussion about soulmates, you know, we all desire and want that, that idyllic kind of relationship where everything clicks and, you know, you're, you're meant for each other and it's, it's totally harmonious and stuff, but those kinds of relationships are very few and very far between. A true relationship, a true soulmate relationship can be any, you know, uh, two guys, two women, best friends, mother, daughter, could be anything like that where, in essence, there are, are, are really important lessons that need to be learned in a relationship. So in a way, when you say that you feel that he is your soulmate, you're right, because here's a chance, here's a wonderful opportunity for you to not think more about the us's or the relationship and think more about you and start letting what, what's important to you be known. Because if you continue to take the back seat in this relationship and don't, um, you know, stand up for what it is that, that's important to you, you're never, ever, ever truly going to be happy in the relationship. So I don't feel that he's adverse to hearing what's important to you. I feel a lot of the things that he points out are just like a knee-jerk reaction kind of thing. He sees what he wants to see with the relationship with, with her right now because he feels so aligned with it and he feels that they're so in harmony 
you know, with each other. It doesn't feel to me if she starts asserting herself in small, easy, gentle ways that he's going to buck and run away or that it would create a lot of friction. I do feel a genuine desire on his part to want to please her. Um, so I would say the important thing is for her to start being true to herself. Um, if she can't do that in the relationship, it, it truly can't be, you know, a, a lasting relationship that, that's going to work in the long haul for her. Dr. Jean? Yeah, I agree. You know, if she, if, if she needs or wants more closeness and he wants more distance and neither one is willing or able to compromise, you, you've got to deal with that issue now because it's not going to go away once they're hitched. It's going to be even worse, and eventually it won't work out. So I think she's afraid to confront him on her needs because that risks uh, losing him. But as you said, he might be receptive to it. And, you know, sometimes one way to confront somebody is to sort of joke and say, well, what's wrong with sitting next to your partner at a party? Usually people do, uh, you know, and then see what his objections are, you know, that, that she's not going to follow him around 24-7, but uh, she enjoys the closeness. And, you know, if, if again, if, if a problem comes up now where it turns out they're not right for one another, it would have happened and it would have hurt a lot more later on, but let's hope it turns out that, that they are right or they can both modify their behavior to some degree. Right. I mean, he feels to me to be very set in his ways, and he does feel to me that he sort of has a limited um, a limited perspective of what he feels he wants in his life. But it does feel to me that a woman could bring out a different side of him. Some men don't feel like they have, that they have that flexibility. Um, he does to me. So my best suggestion and advice would be, um, like what Dr. Jean said, gently, you know, gently start asking him, you know, hey, what's wrong with that? I think that's kind of romantic or something, you know, or whatever the words are. Um, and see what he says and try to really dialogue with it and, you know, and let your opinion be known. Because if you're living in the shadow of somebody else's needs and desires, you're not being true to yourself. And as we said earlier, that can't be a relationship that, that you know, that really prospers and grows in the long run. So um, if you do listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that, you know, my middle name is Honor Yourself. And that's truly the best advice. He feels like a good guy. I don't feel he's going to walk away from it. But if he does, like Dr. Jean said, better now than, than later. Well, thank you very much for your questions, uh, Laren, uh, Dana, and Deanna. That is, uh, uh, yeah, Lara, Dana, and Deanna. Thank you very much for sending those questions in. And anyone else out there, uh, please send your questions in to us at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. That's mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. And Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be choosing a few of those each week to answer live on each show. Now, again, the phone lines are open. Please give us a call, 646-381-4141, to speak with the ladies and get some advice. So phone lines are open. Oh, do we have any um, – who is our first caller? Are we ready to take calls? I'm ready. Julie, do you have uh, a caller? Should I? I do, I do. I have Gabriel. Gabriel oh, okay. wants to know about us about his prospective life mate. Okay, Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Good. How can we help you tonight? 
Uh, I just wanted to know if uh, when you see my life mate coming into my life. All right, let me just scan your energy. This seems to be the hottest question of this month. Um, all right. It's interesting when I read your energy. There's a couple things that are jumping out at me. One, I feel a lot of unresolved issues from a, a recent relationship in the past. I mean, sometimes I feel it on a on a small level. With you, I'm feeling it on a, on a on a larger level, almost in a prohibitive way for you to be able to move forward. So, is are you recently out of a relationship, or is it that you're still carrying um, something very very heavily in your heart of hearts? Yeah, carrying something very heavily. And it feels very, I mean, it really does. Um, and what I kind of want to say to you is that in order for you to move forward, you, you in, in the best way, and to truly be able to draw in the, the, the soulmate or life mate that, that you're, you're, you're wanting or desiring, um, you have to be able to work through and, and sort of let go of the past. Otherwise, you're never going to be 100% present in a relationship and you're never going to be able to, you know, really be successful in being able to move forward if you don't start letting go of the past. Um, is there anything in particular you want to ask me about? Because what I'm really feeling more in your energy and your heart of hearts is, you know, more about that person than about somebody new. Okay. Um, well, did, did I don't know if this is um, the correct term or anything, but did I chart anybody in my life? Did like, you what? Is, if if I don't let my um, emotions hold me back, do, I mean, is there? Did, did I chart somebody in my life? Like, is there meant somebody meant for me to be here? You know, I hear oh. about, like, twin twin flames and all that stuff, but I don't know if, um, you know, some people believe in that and some people don't. And Well, I mean, I do believe in a twin flame, but those kinds of relationships are extremely rare. I mean, they're, they're very, very rare. The more common kind of soulmate kind of connection or relationship, you know, like I was saying on, on with some of the mailbag questions, a true soulmate is not necessarily one that where you're having this idyllic kind of relationship and everything is wonderful and harmonious our most important soulmates are the people that at times hurt us the most and allow us to grow the most. Um, so so the term, you know, soulmate isn't always, you know, what we think that it that it means. But I feel what you're really asking me is for that ideal kind of person. And when I look at your energy, I do feel actually a very decent amount of potential prospects and possibilities for you. It almost feels to me that um, almost depending on your path. It, are, are you thinking of moving? Because it almost shows to me if you stay on one, in one part of the country, you're going to develop in, in one way and draw on one person. And if you move to another part of the country or, or world, you would be drawing in different kinds of situations. So are you, are you a world traveler or are you looking to move or, or travel? No, uh, but I, I wanted to move. I, you know, I was hoping to move like within like three years or something. I kind of wanted you'd to get go out. If your soulmate was in New Zealand, you'd go. Well, you'd go what, far not, for the soulmate. I think that's what he's saying. That's very, very important to him. Where is this person? Where can they be found? Where are they hiding? Uh, is it meant to be in this lifetime? Yeah, well, I, 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 I feel it, I, but. but I'm seeing that he has to make certain choices. 
in order and I actually this is what I'm saying is that it almost feels to me if you stayed where you are and you did not move um you would be walking in in one path and be drawing in a a particular situation um and and I feel actually if you don't move that there is somebody that would be coming into your life to me, it feels September of next year, and it feels to me, it doesn't yet feel to me that it's going to be the person that you're going to be, you know, involved with and, and, and spending the rest of your life with, but it feels to me to be extremely rewarding situation um, and extremely, you know, I, I kind of want to say exciting and, and, and um, almost like a dashing kind of romance. I mean, it just has a lot of, you know, life to it. Um, but I actually, when you were when you were thinking of moving, were you thinking of moving away? Because I'm actually seeing a potential of you moving at a at a far distance. Yeah, I wanted to move out of the state that I'm living in. I, I do feel like there's not really much for me here. Mhm. You and know, if you do that, I do see a whole different scenario opening up for you, and that's when. And I do agree. I feel it's less restrictive when I look at your energy with you moving out of your area. Um, you know, the, the let, me, let me put it to you like this. If you move within the next few years, um, there's, there is a very strong potential even before you move that you're going to end up meeting somebody. Um, not See, it, it's, in, it's so interesting the way this is showing. It's almost like based on what your, 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 your direction is, your plans and your directions for your life, I'm seeing two different possibilities for you. If you sort of settle into your life where it is right now, you're going to meet somebody in the fall in September of 2011. It's going to be a very good relationship. It's not going to necessarily be, you know, that that idyllic relationship or one that you're a person you're going to be with for the rest of your life, but it feels very well aligned with your energy and it feels extremely comfortable. And like I said, there's an excitement about that energy that really grabs me. If you move or if you plan to move and you start focusing your energy and your direction in um, in locations out of state, um, my gut feeling is there is somebody that you're going to meet because you're going to be focusing on looking at locations or looking at cities or looking at homes and looking or reaching out to people in other areas. And I feel that's the area where your true life mate and soulmate truly is. Um, to me, it feels like you're going to make that connection with this person before you move. Um, to me, it feels like it's going to be before the end of next year, but it feels to me to be in the latter part of next year. Now, when I say that, that's when I'm seeing you guys actually meet there is a potential that you may make that initial connection with the person, and perhaps it's somebody that you would meet online or something like that, um, I would say around May or June of next year. But it kind of feels to me a very, very slow start that's going to pick up in a very dramatic way when, when we hit about no, November or December of next year. That's the relationship that, to me that I feel is going to be somebody with the potential of you spending the rest of your life with. Okay. So I need to move. <laughs> well, but but so you don't physically do the move yet. My gut feeling is if yeah. you if you sort of zone in and you say, okay, my three year plan is that I want to move and I want to do this and I want to do that. My gut feeling is then you're going to start shifting your attention outside of the area that you're in right now, looking to make friends or start seeing what's out there in this other place. And that's where I feel you're going to meet your quote unquote soulmate or life mate. Okay. And it feels okay. 
it feels truly amazing. It's the kind of connection. And, again, it's not idyllic because I don't believe in, you know, I don't see those kinds of relationships very often. But, you know, it, there feels to be a lot of harmony and a lot of just um, very well-aligned energy between the two of you. And I feel um, almost like desire. Are you? Do you have in the back of your mind like a business, it almost feels like a business plan or something of something that you want to do with your life? Almost like you have a, 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 a I don't want to say a dream because we all kind of have some sort of career or business dreams, but it's almost like you've organized it into a plan in your head. Is that true? Yeah, I've I had gotten a kind of a, like a reading before, and um, uh, you know I was at a point where I was really depressed and everything in my life, and after I got this reading, it kind of gave me a little bit of perspective and something to look forward to and strive for. Mm-hmm. So that I've kind of been thinking about, but you know. Well, I so feel that you know it's that direction and and that that big plan or something that you have in your mind in the back of your mind that this new person is going to be very aligned with that energy and together it's going to be almost like an unstoppable force almost as if um that person has a similar um you know desire or like or plan or something like that because I ultimately see that you're going to be building a very strong foundation of business and career. And I know they say, you know, don't work with family members and all this other kind of stuff, but with you, with both of you, it's going to work very well. Your energies seem aligned um, very, very well, and it's going to be a very, very supportive kind of connection and relationship. So the, 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 to answer your question, I feel you're very drawn to move. I feel you should pursue that avenue sort of, um, hone in on an area or a location that you're interested in. Start looking at, you know, any of these online kinds of things and start looking for people in those areas. Or it almost feels to me that there's certain clubs or organizations or things like that that you would normally be drawn to. Start making those connections in the out-of-state area because you're going to find this person. You're going to have that connection with them by May or June of next year although you're not going to physically meet them until the end of next year. But from that point on, man, it's, you know, you you write the ticket with this person. Okay, that sounds really good, because there for a while I I seriously think that I'm going to, like, croak alone. (laughs) No, I don't feel that at all. Even if you stay where you are and don't do anything that I've suggested, you're still going to meet somebody in the fall of next year. It's not quite the same kind of harmonious connection that I feel with this person in this new location, but it still is a very, very rewarding situation. But my best advice to you, start letting go of that that heavy heaviness for somebody in your past because you're sending out, if you listen to my show on a regular basis, you know that when you want something, you're sending out lack to the universe. And when you're sending out lack to the universe, you get back more lack. So if you still want this person, and I do still feel that in your energy where you really want, you want the person or you want back what you had, and what you're telling the universe is you don't have it. You're sending out lack. I don't have it, so the universe sends you more of not having it. It's not that the universe is mean or, or punishing you in any way, shape, or form. The universe is very literal, and what you send out, you get back, case closed. So when you send out that energy, that's what you get back. The universe is not... Um, you know, uh, judgmental or conditional saying, oh, well, this time, you know, Gabriel really doesn't mean that. He means something else. It's not the way it works. You're sending out lack, you're going to get back. So be careful of what you think. But, Dr. Jean, any thoughts on this? 
Well, yeah, you know, I think he has to focus on on going out, enjoying the people he's with, and not going there so much that when you date somebody, it's like you have a purpose and you question them in a way to see if they're your soulmate. And a lot of times when people do that, whether they question someone about a religion, beliefs, uh, the future, they, they really turn the person off because they scare the person away with all these what seem like demands. You know, it's like they're they're being interviewed. You, you have to sort of relax and open up. And if the person ha- is in your direction of being a soulmate, you naturally laugh at the same things. You feel uh, comfortable. Uh, you tend to have the same like body rhythms. You get tired at the same time. You have energy at the same time. You have a lot of the same interests. But it happens naturally. You can't get there in a, with a business plan the way you would to seek if, if, let's say, a work situation was right. It takes a little more spontaneity than, than you seem to be giving it, which could push away the people that you want to attract. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So that's something to keep in mind, to just kind of let it happen, you know. Okay. And, and, and go with your feelings and relax and, and go out to have fun and enjoy the company of somebody rather than with this demanding purpose that are you my soulmate? You know, I've got yeah. to find that person. And that's actually great advice for Eddie and everybody out there because, you know, many of us are, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, anxious or, you know, um, really focused on finding that right person. So it's sort of like the 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 easiest way of doing it is to sort of have this checklist, you know, okay, he uh, he likes kids, he doesn't like kids, you know, blah 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 blah, go down the checklist and see. And that is intimidating often or scary to to somebody um who really, you know, especially on a first date or trying to get to know somebody you know, that person generally is just open and, you know, receptive and just waiting to see how things fall into place. So that's very good good advice, Dr. Jean. Thank you. Um, Gabriel, anything else before we go? Um, I just wanted to tell you um, the heaviness that you were talking about mm-hmm. was actually was actually a past relationship, wasn't honest with me, and they gave me something that is not curable, mm-hmm. and that worries me about my future. That is what has made me feel like um, giving up. It's you know I'm, I'm doomed type of well, thing. You know? Are you saying? Are you talking about herpes? Uh, HPV. HPV. Okay. Actually, I'm you know I'm not sure. Not that it's curable, but I think that might be a little more in the curing side. You're saying that 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 is even if you're not vac- vaccinated before, it can't be cured in any way. I know hepatitis can be, but this this can't be. Uh, yeah. Okay, so so that's you feel like stuck with something that you got the bad end by getting this disease or this this germ that you're carrying, even though a lot of people are carrying that or or worse. Yeah, well, because I haven't had that many sexual relationships in my life at all, a lot at all. You guys would be surprised. And before this one, I asked straight out, "Is there any? Do you have any STDs?" And they straight up lied to me, and and now I feel because how I was careful, and I'm sure other people are. Nobody's going to want to be with me now. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a lot of clients in the same uh, situation that you're in, 
and some some have problems and some don't. I mean, there. Um, I, I have enough clients that enter into new relationships, and um, people are open and receptive. So don't think it is a um, you know a death sentence, or you know it, that it's something that's going to ex- it prohibit you from ever entering into a healthy relationship because it isn't. There are people out there that um, can work around it or work with it in some way, shape, or form. Um, and unfortunately, it, the, the numbers are growing pretty dramatically. You know, with that right now, I mean, the, the cases and the situations are just skyrocketing. And even when people do use protection. Um, I still hear the stories. Well, HPV, the good thing about that is if you break the news to someone and this person is really interested in being with you, they have the option of getting themselves vaccinated. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Which is not a bad thing. And now giving it to kids that are that are in high school, you know, there are so many debates, should you give it to a girl before she becomes sexually active? Well, you're better safe than sorry. But, I mean, certainly... It's a safe vaccine, so this is something that there's a protection against that herpes and AIDS and and other things don't have yet. Yeah. Think about okay. that. Yeah, I know. I will. You know, I just yeah, I, I stress a lot, <laughs> but well, I will and try not to try to get all the information and have educated decisions because I think what Dr. Jean said really rounds it off that, you know, if somebody really cares about you and has um, options as far as what they can do, you know, if they can go out and get the vaccination. And I'm sure it takes a while for the the um, immunity to take in, you know, to, to work, you know, to really set in. But still, um, you know, there are options where with a lot of things out there, there aren't. So try to focus less on your limitations here and that no one's going to love you because if you're sending that out to the universe, trust me, that's what you're going to get back. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. I'm right. glad I called. Thank All right. you. Thank you. And, you know, the sad part of that is I, I, I hear so many situations. I have so many clients that even with protection, in fact, a very close personal friend of mine um, went through a situation a couple of years ago with HPV, and I said, how could you not use protection? And she said, we always did. And she got it anyway. Yes. HPV is one of those diseases that you can get with by using protection. The percentage of people that actually have it is way higher than anybody really knows. They say that like 75% of sexually active people are eventually going to get it at some point, and it does go away. So oh, that go away. It does. It it it. I know a lot about it because of a friend who's actually an OBGYN. Mm-hmm. and that's why people get tested. You know how they say that HPV can cause cervical cancer. That's yes, why you keep can. getting pap smears, and then um, eventually the HPV usually cures itself. Your body usually gets rid of it oh. before that happens. Um, That's and the other thing, yeah, and the other thing is that men can't get tested for it. So I don't know how he knows he has it, but I guess really? he's just a, yeah. Men there's can't no, get tested for it. No, there's no test for men. Well, maybe he got oh. a sign, uh, a ward or something that that would he would interpret that way. Right, or well, maybe just because he knows his partner has it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't always cure itself, but in most cases it does. You know, you have to just keep going back to get tested, the women. I never and if knew you that. get tested, then how long, what do you do as far as, uh, is there anything you can do to 
facilitated curing itself or no? I don't think so. Okay, so what you're saying, you just know that like in two or three years it's going to go away on its own? It could be weeks, it could be months, it could be years. It's it's your body. I, I don't really know exactly how it happens. I guess it's your immunity system working itself out. Okay, well that's good to know. Thanks. Hope you're still listening. Yeah, Um, that's beautiful information. Okay, so anyway, we have three minutes left. Should I play the announcement? Yeah, let's do one. Let's do one show and close it right. We haven't done that in a long time. Okay. Yeah. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. Lady Fontaine is an internationally known psychic and life coach. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter, Facebook, and NING for her latest announcements. Also, please take a moment to make Eye on the Future a favorite here on Blog Talk Radio and send us a friend request to get special offers from Lady Fontaine. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for details on all of our co-hosts along with their contact information. Be sure to send your questions to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com to have your questions answered live on the air by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Well, that's it for tonight. So yeah, it was a great show, even though we even though we had switchboard cool. problems and we only got to get to one caller. I think that we uh, ended up talking about a really important thing tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I do apologize. The callers that did get bumped, um, even I had technical issues tonight. Um, I I don't know what's going on, but we did report it, and hopefully we're going to get all these problems worked out sooner or later. So give us a call next week. Um, And, again, thank you all for calling. These were great questions that that Frank had, great mailbag questions. um, And Gabriel's question, as Julie said, was was, um, quite timely. And, again, Julie, thank you for, for filling us in with more information on that. And thank you to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Todaro, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks to Rachel Look, who did a great job screening calls and helping us with the switchboard. Thank you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself. And you'll automatically draw in countless that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember to tune into Frank Todaro's The Invisible World. Either call 718-508-9285 or check out the show page here on Blog Talk Radio. Have a wonderful week, and don't forget to watch our trailer on October 31st. Check out Facebook for more details. Good night, all. <laughs>